Welcome to The Social Breakdown, a podcast about living a simple and meaningful life. My name is Jessica, and I'm the creator of Nacho Average Fro, a blog that seeks to encourage others to live their best life. On the blog, you'll find stories about how minimalism is impacting my life and also learn about what it takes to be a fro, someone who is free, radical, and original. I am Karina, the other half of The Social Breakdown. My blog, Karina Time, is all about living life to the fullest as a family from the perspective of a minimalist hooked on adventure. Hey, Karina. Hello. How's it going? Good. Good. How you been? I've been good. I just got back from Quebec City mm-hmm. in Canada, and mm-hmm. um, I went to the Women in Travel Summit, which was really cool. It's a blogging conference for travel bloggers. When I signed up, I thought that I would be writing about travel solely and so or solely writing about travel. I think that's a better way to say that. And that turned out not to be the case, but I had already bought the tickets. So I decided to go, but it turned out to be a really cool experience. I got to meet a lot of really like interesting people and just learn from people who have been blogging a lot longer than me. So I'm glad that I went. That's always a good experience. Yeah, absolutely. It was worth it. I would I would do it again, for sure. We should go on one together. <laughs> that would be fun. I'm pretty sure there's blogging conferences in Texas. I don't think we have to yes. travel so far. Yes, <laughs> and I have a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear about your your social media break. So, like, what made you want to do that? I just started this whole thing because I really came, especially with having the blog and everything, came really um, kind of addicted to everything. You know, just being on social media to be present and to be seen, that kind of controlled my whole my whole day almost. So I was like, you know what? This is too much. Yeah. It's not good for me. And it certainly is not good for my children them seeing me on the phone all the time so I was like you know nope you're gonna be off off social media for a little bit so that's why I wanted to start this whole thing and it was it was really good really on the beginning it was I struggled a little I admit but towards like the like say the first one and a half weeks I struggled and then it it became easy and easier. I applaud you yeah. for taking that break. I <laughs> have considered it, but every time I think about it, then I think I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> it's kind of scary. And I'm I'm pretty good with my phone. Like I have um an app that tracks my usage and I'm I'm down to like three to four hours, sometimes less, um, on my phone per day, which when I say it out loud, still sounds like a lot, but it's a huge improvement from where I was when I first started tracking my usage. Yeah. It freaks me out a little bit when I think about it. Right. Like, I don't know how it is for you, but at some days when, I'm, especially I'm I'm like having a scheduling day um, with all my blog posts coming out or whatever I want to do, it's like, I'm like really on edge. I'm yeah. feeling under pressure. I'm feeling like overwhelmed. It's just social media gave me this anxiety I do not need in my life. I hate that 
it controls me. I'm sure there are other people that feel the same way. Mm-hmm. That it just controls and gives us this overwhelmed, stress, trapped feeling of not being in the loop if you do not check it. Yeah, I definitely feel that way. I don't feel that way about my personal Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So I have two Instagram pages, one specifically for the blog and then one that's just my personal one. Right. And I post on the personal one maybe two or three times a month. I don't find myself being so concerned with the feedback or the comments or the likes on that page. But on my blog Instagram page, my Nacho Average Fro page, I feel like I cannot put my phone down. Like as soon as Mm -hmm. I put a post up, I'm refreshing it to see like, did anybody comment? Did anybody like it? How is my post doing? You know, because it's just so important to us in the beginning when you post something, how quickly people start to like it because that helps it get seen. So I definitely feel like I'm addicted to the response that I get when it comes to my blog, just because it's, it's such a crucial part of our promotion. Yes, yes. And I... I don't know if it's, I mean, I guess it's kind of designed that way, right? Like if, if that factor wasn't there, I don't know if people would even bother to be on social media, but it, at the same time, it sucks because it's, it has such a hold on us and it's such a hard thing to break away from. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with this. I'm totally okay with my personal account, but my, my public and my blog accounts, I live for the likes and we should not live for likes. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's it's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of funny how that works. Um, And I've tried, and that's what I'm saying, like maybe I need to just go ahead and do the social media break, but I've tried to tell myself, okay, once you post something, put your phone away or like you're not allowed to check your phone for 10 minutes or you know, whatever the rule is, but I feel like I always end up breaking that rule. And then I'm just constantly staring at my phone, just waiting to see what happens. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's like social media has this hole in me that it turns from checking a message or like looking what somebody wrote on social media to a a 30 minute Mm -hmm. blackout. Like I didn't realize if somebody talks to me, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. And I I feel like Instagram is the one that I struggle with. Yeah. I don't post on my Facebook very often. Right. And I don't have any other social media pages. I don't even really use LinkedIn because I feel like it's gone from something that you use to network to like another Facebook page. So I don't even really use applications like that. Like I don't have Snapchat or anything. So it's really just Instagram, but I just can't seem to like, shake that hold yes it's super sad because it's kind of like super meaningless think about when you scroll you just like stuff you don't even think like oh yeah that's a cool picture like i like this you know but you don't really think about what you're liking like how often do you actually read um some of the stuff they're writing in the pictures you know yeah not often yeah that's why i'm kind of liking stuff now this is what all happened after those 13 days. I wanted to not just get, get away from it. I wanted to also use it more intentionally, like liking it, but also writing a comment, you know, or something like mm-hmm. something that the chosen hater actually took their time. I wanted to like, you know, step, step back, use it more meaningful and use my time on the web or on social media 
appropriately. Yeah, that's good. I have been grooming my friends lists Mm -hmm. and I feel like that helps me. I still scroll through pictures, but frankly, like with less friends, I I see a lot less change in my timeline. And I, and it gets to a point where I'm like, you know, I don't know why I'm on Instagram looking at this person's profile. I have their phone number. If yes. I want to know what's happening in their life, I can just call them. There's actually really human um, <laughs> contact. So, yeah, it's kind of funny how that works. I also notice that, especially on my Not Your Average Fro page, because I follow a lot more people on there, and there's a lot more variety, when I get bored in real life, that's when I start to scroll. Like, as soon as something is boring to me mm-hmm. at work or even if I'm like having a conversation with people, if they start talking about something that I have no interest in, I will pick up my phone and just start scrolling, like just to pass the time. I read this great, this blog post, or well, I heard, I heard the podcast of The Minimalist and they just put out a new blog post. Uh-huh. And the title of this is Scrolling is the New Smoking. <laughs> That sounds interesting. It's it's like, you know, back, uh, I don't know, like five, ten years ago, we went actually outside to smoke or, you know, mm. when we were bored, we were smoking or I don't know, mm. you know, stuff like that. And now it's like everybody is like scrolling away if they get bored or if they need something to do. I think this is kind of what you were talking about. Yeah. And it's 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 tough. I mean, it's sometimes some weeks or months are much better than others. Some weeks I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep a book with me or I'm going to have something that I know I need to be working on. And when I have that thing, then I'm fine. But Mm -hmm. if I get caught off guard in a conversation with people that just starts boring me and I'm not like prepared, I just pull out my phone and I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're going to be on Instagram for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hate that I do that. But at the same time, I'm glad that I've reached a point where I recognize it because I think that I've been doing that for a long time, but I never really paid attention to it until I started focusing more on my social media usage. So like putting apps on my phone to track the usage and how often I pick it up and how often I unlock it, you know, and which apps am I using the most. Before I did that, I would have just mindlessly used my phone. And now, although it does happen mindlessly, sometimes I'm like more aware. I know, okay, you're about to pick up your phone because this conversation is boring. And then it's just a matter of, you know, do I feel like that's the best use of my time? Yes. Yeah. And most of the time it's not, but sometimes I give in anyways. (laughs) So I got to work on that. <laughs> so what, what is that app you do using? So um, the app I use is called Quality Time. I think, are you an iPhone user or an Android? I have iPhone. Oh, okay. I'm not an iPhone person. But um, <laughs> if for iPhone, there's this app. I don't, I never get this right because people ask me all the time. When people who have iPhones ask me this all the time and I never remember which one it is. But anyway, um, it's either Moment Singular or Moments plural okay and I can never remember which one it is Uh so if you find it then we can talk about it and then it'll be saved in the recording of this podcast but that is the app that you can use it's supposed to be very similar to the one that I have but yeah I the app I use is called quality time the app tracks how often I unlock my phone it tracks 
the apps that I'm using and how long I'm using them on a minute by minute basis. Mm -hmm. And then I can see like the total for the day. So I don't know. I think Monday, I was only on my phone for like an hour and a half the whole day, which is pretty epic, Mm -hmm. but I could drill in and it would say, okay, well, of that hour and a half, you were on Instagram 30 minutes and then it'll break down each app and exactly how long I was on there. And then it'll tell me also weekly, you know, I I think I spend like 40 hours a week on my phone. It'll tell me that. And then also tells me something else that's pretty important. I can't remember, but I can also put like locks on my phone, which is cool. So I can say like between the hours of eight and five, I'm only allowed to use these applications, which is really nice. I don't use that anymore only because it started to get annoying when I did actually need to use my phone for something else. But it helped train my brain. So now it's harder for me to just stare at my phone. I used to just scroll through Facebook for like an hour and not even realize it. And now I have have trouble getting past 15 or 20 minutes. I definitely feel like it's helping me to create new habits. Yeah, that is really good. I like that. So what else did you learn while you were on your break or I guess once you finished your break well there's so so many things I well I for sure now noticed that when I was one week in I realized I have to set my mind different I have to think about this okay I'm not missing out on anything who cares you know like I had to like literally tell myself you're okay you do not need to check this. Nothing is as important as this moment you're in right now. It it makes me it makes me enjoy other things more. You know, we, we multitask a lot of things, especially I am. I multitask a lot of things. So I'm like cooking and checking my phone. They're on the swing set, I checked my phone. So by taking the phone away, I actually did just that one task. Mm-hmm. instead of multitasking or being just halfway there like 40 percent because the other uh, 60 were like all social or like scrolling through <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know so I that that was something that was really amazing and to like actually be there and not jump up by a text message before I started all this I didn't take the app off I just turned off all, um, what is it called? Like message. Yeah. Notifications. Mm-hmm. So that's what the first thing I did. And then, um, I did realize that because of that reflex, I accidentally hit Facebook, even though it didn't load all the way mm-hmm. up, but I, I like, Oh my goodness. Like somebody caught me <laughs> <with> something <laughs> wrong. I, I took it off. It was much easier after that. And actually, I still don't have it on my phone and actually typing it always into um, oh. my, my um, yeah, like Google, I don't know, like my, what is it, my feed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah I actually type it in, that. which takes me, takes me more effort to do. So I'm okay. usually like, oh, well, you know, I don't even want to log in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I've considered doing that. Doing the social media break kind of freaks me out. It's embarrassing to say that, but it's the truth. I mean, I get a little bit of anxiety, not so much on the personal side, again, like on the blog side, thinking Uh that I wouldn't post anything because I'm like, well, that's how, that's how I get the word out. That's how I promote my blog. So Mm -hmm. the idea that I would not do that (laughs) kind of freaks me out. But 
one thing I have been doing and trying to do more of is removing apps from my phone for things that I can pull up on my laptop. So like banking apps, I haven't done that with the social media apps, but a lot of the applications that we have on our phones, we use them for convenience, but then at the same time, you know, it's like, how often do you check this app? You know, do you really need it? Because every time you pick up your phone, even if it's to go to like your Bank of America application, once you're done checking your bank account, you almost always end up in some other app that you never really intended to open. So I'm trying to remove a lot of those applications from my phone and then force myself to either go into the browser on my phone or only check those things when I'm on my laptop at home because I rarely ever get on Instagram from my laptop. It's just not the same, you know, user experience. Um, And I feel like that's helped me a little bit. So I'm not picking up my phone as often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very helpful. I can see that. That's a really good idea because I do have some apps on there. Like I use maybe, I don't know, if once a month, I definitely can declutter some of that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have all kinds of stuff. I have apps for like checking my credit score. I have the apps Mm -hmm. where I pay my credit cards you know so I have like a different app for each credit card I have an app for my Bank of America and it's nice it's convenient to be able to make those payments mobily from my phone but at the same time I only need it once a month so is it really worth it if it's causing me to end up scrolling through Instagram for an hour or half an hour or however long yes yes that's a really good point on the end of that challenge I had it in a basket and when I came home, it was in the basket. I put it on flight mode or not disturb for that hour I needed to spend with, you know, with something I wanted no dis- disruption or any or no disturbance. Yeah. So that's something I also started doing because I do, again, with those, um, you know, my children see how you handle stuff like that do you jump you know are you the mom who like in the middle of the conversation jump up and tell them basically well it's not really interesting what you're telling me I'm gonna check my message so stuff like that like especially at times where it was really important like when we do sit down read a book or for dinner or whatever it was we were doing I'll try to take that a little bit step further than just social media which was I think it's really important to show that you can in a time like this where everybody's on their phones constantly that you actually can live without yeah I totally I totally agree with you I commend you and I think it's doable like I think especially you know because we've both taken on minimalism in our lives minimalism has shown me that we really are capable of whatever we put our mind to Mm -hmm. and I know that that sounds so cliche but it's very true so I know that it's doable I just get so freaked out about it I mean you don't have to do like me where you're like completely off the grid and don't post anything anymore like you can actually schedule it ahead everything you want to say for a month in advance and just you know be like there so when you come back you see all those great responses (laughs) yeah oh yeah see but I get (laughs) I get anxious like really quickly (laughs) so I feel like if I opened up my Instagram and there were like a hundred messages I would freak out 
now I don't know I mean I'm probably not that popular so I might open it and there's like two but um yeah I did did warn my readers like I did tell them like okay this is what I'm doing you can still message me if you need me but this is what I'm doing so I think they understand it especially because in that niche we are in they totally understand that that's true. And that's I might even true. and I might even go and do the same thing with you this month. So you never know. That's true. That's a good idea. You could like extend the challenge out to to the people that follow. Right. That's a good idea. Right. Do it. You can do it. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> what other changes are you implementing? So you said that you're, you know, scheduling your time, trying not to multitask, going into the browser instead of having the app. Anything else mm-hmm. that you're doing different? Well, I'm I'm trying and I'm still working on this because sometimes I'm not scheduling and I'm lazy mm-hmm. and that happens. I mean, we're all human, but I'm trying to set, I try to schedule everything out, um, especially with social media or my blog or how I use my phone now. Um, I'm trying to set a time of like one, like 30 minutes in the morning, I usually be online and then after like usually 7 a.m or 7 p.m that's when like I schedule my time on social media mm-hmm. and and then I think about what I want to before I go on there I think about what I want to accomplish or what I want to do on there okay. and then I try to stick to that I don't know I'm trying to be more hands on on the like maybe rather text somebody than check it on Facebook I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm always torn. Sometimes I just want to get mm-hmm. rid of social media altogether, both for the blog and for personal use. And then sometimes I think I feel like if I didn't have Facebook, people wouldn't share things with me. You know, well, it's the time, I guess. It's just the the time we're living in now. It is, yeah, it is social media. Yeah, because I have friends that like don't live near me, so I don't get to see them often. And you know, they have children, um, or you know, they might like have boyfriends, be getting engaged, stuff like that. And so I see all of those updates on Facebook, and that's kind of how I I get to like still be a part of their life, but at the same time, I like miss that human interaction, you know, I would rather talk to you on the phone and hear the story than to just see the picture about it on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, actually, there's always more behind that picture. Yeah. So when I got back from Quebec, my dad was like, oh, I want to see your pictures. I want to see your pictures. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, let me charge the battery. So it took me a while to get around to that. And then I think maybe a few days after I had return he reminded me and I was like oh yeah sure you know let me grab my digital camera for you and you can take a look at the pictures and he's like well I thought we were, we would look at them together yes. and I kind of like stopped and I thought oh yeah I mean I guess that is a thing you know before <laughs> before Facebook we actually like sat and looked at pictures together as opposed to yeah I took these pictures here take a look at them and it was really nice you know I sat down I took I mean I probably took over 100 photos in Canada and we sat down and and he got to really share that experience with me 
That is and that means I, it, so much more. That is so amazing that you guys did. That. It does, and I and I travel all the time. And when I look back on some of my other travel experiences, I realize just, especially like with my parents, how much I had done that, posting it to Facebook or just emailing them a few pictures and saying, "Oh, here's me in this city," and then that's mm -hmm. it. Because there's so, so much more to one picture, and you got to, you know get like you kind of told your story yeah and he was listening that's how yes that's how we i mean that's how it was big yeah then, like, it wasn't Back that then, long ago 20 years like, ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like i'm only 27 but yeah it was i don't know it wasn't obviously it wasn't a new thing for me mm -hmm. right because i remember polaroids and yes. like when we started using digital cameras and getting our own pictures developed I remember all that stuff mm -hmm. but it, it just kind of made me take a second to like step back and really think wow how many how many times have I given up that opportunity to share an experience with someone because I posted it to social media as opposed to giving them a call or sitting down with them or yeah whatever you know but unfortunately it's also the other way around like if you would now do this let's say let's say you you print out your pictures and then you go to a friend and say, Hey, listen, I printed out those pictures. You wanna you wanna <laughs> go through them with me? Do you wanna see my They would dress? be like, What? They're like, wait. <laughs> you wait, you wanna you wanna talk? No, no, no. <laughs> we don't it's two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> right. We just yeah, want it's... the pictures. We don't want the feelings. No, no, no. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, I see the benefits. Like, Facebook makes it yes. very easy and very convenient. But at the same time, that is a missed opportunity for us to like connect with someone. I totally understand. You're talking to a girl where my family is in Germany. So. Yeah, so I'm sure no, you understand yeah, that. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm just, I post like no pictures of my family on my um, on my public account on my so like for my blog uh, but I do every once in a while po post the picture you know on my private because there is family in Germany which we don't get to talk all the time on um, right. Skype or anything like that so we I do try to stay in contact a little bit that way but yeah. I prefer not and I, I have this kind of thing like I'm always asking everybody like even my my five-year-old I, are you okay if I post this online? <laughs> like everybody will see this. I can never delete this again. <laughs> like, yeah. I miss those days though. I miss the days of awkward photos. You know, now I take pictures with friends and they're like, oh, I look fat in that. Or, oh, yeah. my makeup looks terrible. My, I didn't do my eyebrows today. You know, and they're like, don't post that picture on Facebook. Or we, you know, we take like a million photos or we record the same video a million times and we like lose that feeling of being yeah. in the moment because now everything has to be perfect yeah. before it goes online. And yeah. I, I just miss, I, I miss the days when people used to smile in photos. Now it's like, everybody's a freaking Instagram model. They're like looking off into the distance, looking at their shoes, whatever they're doing. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I just, I just miss people just smiling. Do we not remember how to just smile and say cheese? Yes. And I find myself using my phone a little bit less to take pictures, which kind of makes me upset. Now that I've drawn back from posting on Instagram, like on the personal side, mm -hmm. I also seem to not take as many pictures because it's almost like 
if I'm not going to post it to Instagram, then why would I? So I'm trying to like get myself out of that mindset and just take pictures for myself as opposed to, oh, I, I have to get this moment captured so that I can post it on Instagram or post it on Facebook. Yeah. Those photos where you take a picture of your phone and of your food in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I feel <laughs> so weird. I was like, okay, I'm just going to secretly do it because if somebody asks me, I just say it's for the blog, but <laughs> it's still weird. <laughs> It's just when you really think about it, this is weird. Okay. If 10 years ago, if someone had said to me, you know what, in 2018, you're going to take a picture of every meal that you eat and share it with your friends. I would be like, why? That seems like the silliest thing that any person could do. And, and we do it. And, and it's like, cool. You know, it's like the trendy, cool thing to do now. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's so sad. It's so sad. Why is it that way? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I just. I. I I don't want to be. I don't want to be put in this. Yeah, I don't want. Since that's, I'm trying to step away from all this because I don't want to be that person that I don't know that does that all the time. It's just that has nothing. There's. This doesn't bring any value. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's a very slippery slope, you know, it's like, okay, I don't want to share every moment of my life on Instagram anymore. But then at least for me on the flip side, I realized that I just stopped taking pictures. You know, I stopped seeing the value in taking pictures. So when we decide to remove social media, at least from my perspective, it seems like we have to retrain our brains to mm-hmm. understand the importance of what we're doing, even without social media, Yeah, you know, like hanging out with friends. It's okay to hang out with friends and capture the moment and not share yes. it, you know, and, and still create those moments and those memories without feeling the need to share it to social media. Yeah. I mean, what is really social media? What is Facebook all about? It's like, connecting with friends and then let's meet up to do that like connect with them Mm -hmm. make plans make make arrangements and then go and do it don't just look at pictures don't just friend somebody and then be like this quiet stalker who just looks at the picture and never (laughs) says anything be that person who like actually hey you added me as a friend yes because I probably want to connect with you so reach out to me talk to me I'm a person I'm not just a picture let's meet up have a coffee like this is what social media is all about yeah absolutely absolutely and I I'm actually getting like really really ruthless with my Facebook friends sometimes people will friend me and I know them and so I will accept them but if within like a week or two they don't message me I will unfriend them that's a good idea I like that because I'm like what is the what is the purpose in this mm-hmm. connection? And I don't even really get on Facebook that much, you know, but it has become so important to me to like police that, you know, I'm no longer just gaining friends to to just have them, you know, just to say that I have 500 friends on Instagram or a thousand friends on Facebook. Yeah. If we're going to connect and if I'm going to share my life with you, then I want to know that you see some type of value in that. Yes. Yes. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, like so. cutting them off after two weeks. I can refriend them, but cutting them off sure. after two weeks. 
that's a good idea I like that yeah it's tough in the beginning yeah <laughs> I definitely struggle I think we talked about that on the last yes, episode I definitely need struggle them again. in the beginning <laughs> I just I don't know it's like so funny how at first when I started in this like minimalist journey it was like okay I'm just gonna try this out because if it doesn't work worst case scenario I just end up where where I already am you know Mm -hmm. but the more I dig into it and the more I try to practice minimalism just I just feel this level of comfortability to where everything is very black and white I'm like you know what I don't accept this anymore yeah and that list keeps getting longer and longer and longer and not so much in a bad way but I just feel a lot more confident in like what I am comfortable bringing into my life yeah you know and I'm more comfortable saying no if I don't feel like it's a good fit for me yeah and I think that's that's what we can relate to our you know blogs because we said like we have to check it every now and then because you know we we look for or we live for that like kind of Mm -hmm. I think that's because we're not very comfortable or I would agree yeah yeah I would totally agree. I mean, I've said it like five times already. I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about not posting exactly. on Instagram. So what are you no, doing? I, I would agree. I would agree with you. I just put up a post the other day about like my hair um, and natural hair in the workplace and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of people message me just saying like, well, you're the first person I've heard of that had this experience or like I have natural hair in the workplace, but I had a completely opposite experience, you know, whatever they were saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was telling them now that I'm more comfortable with who I am, I think it it shows back then years ago when I first started working, I wasn't confident. Like I had just cut my hair off. I was insecure and I was nervous. And I think people saw that and took that opportunity to try to mold me into what they thought that I should be. And now I'm at a point where I'm confident and and so I can like stand up for myself, but it also, I think shows through. So I also think a lot of people don't come to me with things because they know like Jessica's not going to accept this, you know, this is not going to be something that she agrees to. So I think I'll get there Mm -hmm. with social media. I just think it's a, it's a slow process, but for me, posting less really helps. And I know it's not really good for my numbers yeah. per se, yeah. but if I just spread it out, like, you know what, I'm going to post once a week or twice a week, then it's like, you know what, this isn't really that important. It's something that I want to maintain, but it's not so important to me that I need to be staring at my phone yeah. all of the time. Yeah. So that helps a lot too. That's good. Yeah. I would have never, I would have never thought that that's, that is an issue at the workplace at all. Yeah, unfortunately, it it was, it's kind of like any other thing. There's what people are used to, I guess, and mm-hmm. then there's what people are not really used to. And if what you're doing falls into the bucket of what people aren't really used to, then there's always kind of this transitional period. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that included, you know, my appearance. But, but no, I sometimes I, I feel that way with minimalism, too. When I talk to people who don't really understand it you know sometimes they say things and I don't think that they mean to be rude but they say things out of just like ignorance mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah I think my dad told me the other day like, you're just so unique I'm like yeah I guess 
that's just going to be my thing. Natural hair, minimalism, veganism, whatever. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't meet you any other way. So this True. is, what, this is my, more, my, my normal you, I guess. I think the more we go against the grain, the more we develop a confidence in who we are. Yes. So I think there's always a good side to that. That's good. It's good for you that you, you reach that point. Seriously, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. So did your husband do this social media challenge with you? Or did you do it alone or what? My husband is like a born minimalist. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's like not into it anyway. My husband... <laughs> Like, he doesn't, I don't know for how long, he does not have Facebook anymore. Oh, wow. He has, I don't know. He does, he still has his Facebook site. I know that. But, like, he was in the army, and there are a lot of army friends that connect with Mm -hmm. him, especially when birthdays. So, I know he was online then. But, (laughs) um, so that was beginning of April. And other than that, um, he probably was not online for like I don't know six months or even last last birthday or something like that like he really 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 goes on there um to a point where you can say it's probably he's not online yeah he mm -mm. and he just started it was funny because I I told him I did it Thursday um no social media and all that and then when I come back online on especially Instagram, like some of my numbers dropped and everything. Yeah. And I I lost so many um Instagram followers and um, you know, did unfriended me and he's like, you know what? I wanna see how many Instagram followers I gonna get. So he just <laughs> created like kind of an account. He followed like a couple of friends, like maybe ten or something, and he's like two hundred followers now. It's like what? Oh, wow. what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny a month or so ago I didn't post anything for like two weeks and I lost 30 or 40 followers it was mm-hmm. pretty bad mm-hmm. um but you know that makes me think this is also very superficial like the people yeah. who watch my minimalism Monday live videos still follow me you know and they're there on Mondays and we get to like talk and have combo. I mean, you show up on Mondays. I am. And I love it. So it's kind of, thank you. I'm kind of at a point where I'm just like, you know what? I don't need 40,000 followers. Cause that's not, mm-hmm. I don't think that was really my goal. I don't want to become an Instagram celebrity. I just want to share my message with people and like really reach people. And so if I never get over a thousand followers, but I still am able to achieve what I wanted with my, my platform, you know, then it was worth it. And I think also keeping that in mind helps me too. you know, it helps me to like not freak out about how often or how many people commented or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm a lot more content and people I reach and if it's just one person, I reach that person and if he just takes something from it, that's already amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't I in the beginning you read all those you 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 read all this. You need to um make your following grow and you do this yeah. and you do that. But, you know, if you if you put out good content if you be there for your you know followers readers or whatever you have then they come back because they know you you you're there you're there to ask you know yeah you've been through the same stuff you you know you're there 
So you are a real person, you're not just numbers. Yeah. And I think that's, that counts for a lot more than having a thousand followers. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. Is social media more helpful for you right now? Or is it, um, does it bring value to your life um, right now? Or is it more stressful still? It's a toss up. I feel like it's, it's more stressful because as much as, like I said, I, I just want to like be able to get my message out to people, Mm -hmm. but that also requires that people see my blog. Right. Correct. And so I think I'm still in this like awkward place where people kind of see it, but not really, you know, so I'm still worried. How do I get the word out? How do I get the word out? Um, and that's always in the back of my head. And so I think it, it's probably more harmful than it is helpful. But I guess, you know, it's helpful to to just the growth of my my audience mm-hmm. in general. But mm-hmm. for like me and my own sanity, I feel like right now it's still a little bit harmful because I'm still just anxious about how I'm going to get the word out and how I'm going to get people to subscribe to the blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Well, right now, after the challenge, I'm more relaxed about social media, I guess. It's, it's, it's like you. I'm, I mean, I want to get the word out, but I also don't want to lose my sanity over it because life is too short to get worried about social media followers. Seriously. <laughs> so for me, it's more like the people it's more like my email lists, you know, it's more like the people who come back and reach out over and over. And like, those are, those are more like the real connections. Those are more important to me than a like on my account, I guess. I mean, it's still nice that like, don't give me wrong, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm, I'm more, because of I schedule more and you know how how I approach social media I'm not so worried about it anymore um business and personally I guess either way um yeah yeah I I think like I mean the live videos like minimalism Monday I live for that yeah that is that is like the most exciting thing for me that happens on Instagram and uh, honestly I, I have considered only keeping my Instagram up so that I can do minimalism <laughs> Monday. I, I just had that conversation with my boyfriend like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what if I just had like three posts and that was it? And I never posted anything to Instagram and I just did minimalism Monday. Um, yes. You know, but then the fear of like, oh my God, I would lose all my followers. That like crept into the back of my head. So I didn't go for it. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm like all the other stuff it's it's nice you know it's nice for people to say nice things it's nice for people to like your photos but I would really like to get to a point where that just didn't matter to me and I just showed up for minimalism Monday and had that connection with people and that was it right right yeah I I I think you should go for it (laughs) yeah I think that I mean (laughs) I mean minimalism Monday and you can like you know it's it's pretty good and I think the more I mean the people who like really interested, I don't think you will lose so many followers. True. <laughs> I don't yeah, think so. I have to try it. I, I think it's like, you know, people always say fear is like false 
something appearing real, false evidence or false something. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think that is my thing. Like, I will be so ready to do something. And then as soon as, like, a little bit of fear creeps in, I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> Let's just stick to what we're doing. So that will be my my task. I'm seriously thinking, like, maybe I should take a social media break so I can develop yeah. that confidence this, yeah. to just do it. I mean, whatever. There might you might lose 20 but gain 100 you know who cares sure. yeah who yeah cares? we never know and we don't live for likes so. <laughs> okay that's true that's true <laughs> all right well yeah. i will update you next time we chat that sounds good about what i'm gonna do or what i've done maybe by then i will have already like taken a break we'll see yes yes maybe i'll do like a two-week break first just to like put my toe in it and then <laughs> yeah well do at least the 21 because then it becomes a routine so true that's a very good idea all right i'm gonna sleep on that do that so karina to wrap things up what are five things that you think everyone needs to do as a part of a social media break well the first thing i would say is set your time period how long you want to be off social media and what you have to do in order to be off social media for 30 days. And the second one, I would say definitely take the app from your phone. That is because you do have this reflex of wanting to check your phone. And the third one, I would say uh, have kind of an exit plan mm. instead of checking your phone, like have a book with you or um, something that interests you, listen to music for, I would say another thing to do is like leave the phone out of the room and you want just quiet time from, you know, messages or even uh, the responses like text alerts or whatever, turn this off, push no notification, turn it on so they don't show up on your phone. Um, that's my number five, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, I really like that list. I'm trying to think if there's anything I would add. Um, you mentioned taking social media apps off your phone, and I think yeah. I would also recommend taking apps that can be used on your computer, or I should say take off apps that correlate to a website that could be used on your computer. So for example, like I talked about earlier, taking my Bank of America app off my phone and just checking my bank account on the website instead, I think also keeps us from just ending up on our phone unnecessarily. That's not, yeah, this is a good tip. That's right. Yeah. I like that. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so next time, on the podcast, we are going to talk about the process of moving as a minimalist. And we really want to get into not only the, the process of moving, but also what goes into it beforehand and what it's like afterwards. And I know for me, my story is very interesting because I moved in with my dad. So I'll get to talk to you a little bit about that. And I think you've moved as well as a minimalist, right? Yes. Um, well, not as a minimalist. Um, I moved 
countries. So I had to cut off a lot, but I wasn't a minimalist back then. Gotcha. Um, but the more you um, ship overseas, the more it costs, obviously. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you became a minimalist by default. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> That's totally fine. So yeah, I think it'd be really cool to, um, I can definitely talk in depth about my process and what I had to go through beforehand, getting everything moved and situated and also what life has been like since then, because I still feel like I'm getting back on track. So it should be right. a very interesting conversation. I think so too. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.